What's up, everybody, and welcome to Now Available, the only podcast about streaming services on the internet. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Adam Howard, alongside my good co-host, as always, Ricky Attenberg. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks You're a welcome. lot for that uh, intro. As you can see, we are both in our uh, prospective taxis. Yep. Um, I'm not quite sure what mine is, some sort of luxury uh very, very no, we're luxurious in the, back here. No, we're just we're in, we're in our Ubers now. Oh yeah, yeah. The, so I'm driving a, um, you know, of course a, uh, uh, almost said Rolex. I'm driving a, <laughs> a Rolex. I don't know what you're driving. Like looks like a box van of some sort. I was gonna say I was I I couldn't think of any other types of watches. I was gonna say another <laughs> type of watch. I was trying to think of the one they use in James Bond, but I couldn't I couldn't think of it. Oh, oh, it's uh. I don't remember now. I I almost said Taskmaster. Taskmaster. <laughs> it, isn't it like the Omega something or? Yeah, Omega. Hang on, hang on. Seamaster. Yes, something like that. Ocean Master? No, that that's that's Aquaman. <laughs> the Omega Sea Master. Oh, this see, Seamaster, Double Seven Edition Men's Watch. That's pretty dope. That's actually Omega. Very yeah, it was Rolex and then Omega. Was like a seventy thousand dollar watch. I mean. For the authentic replica, it's uh, only about like ten grand. Oh, it's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Uh, well, I mean, for a watch, it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. Um. So before we were started all this uh, troubleshooting and trying to get this janky show on the hypothetical road, I did find. <laughs> <laughs> I found. Uh, I found this. It's a readmission ticket. For the, what? To the movie theater. So I must have gone to the movies one time and something happened. Oh, and, and you got a free ticket to go Yeah, back. so they gave me this free ticket. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Go see Tenet. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah, what movie are do you, like, okay, what movie has to come to the theater for you to be like, okay, I'm for sure going? Um or what movie would you pay the most for to see at home? I think the answer to both those is probably Tenant. Yeah. Because that's like, because that's right around the corner, and I'm super excited for it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to th like, I don't know really many off the top of my head that got pushed because I know there was like, Wonder Woman got pushed, Black Widow got pushed, mm -hmm. uh, No Time to Die got pushed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean. It didn't get pushed, but, like, I'd pay a lot of money to go see the Batman. Ooh. That movie looks so sick. Did you see the trailer for it? Yeah, I watched uh, Fandom. I was, like, 
I was like on it all day. <laughs> I I just caught like the highlights because that was the day that I went to Ohio with my brother to get a puppy. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I. Like, my dad had run out, so, like, every time we'd stop someplace, I'd quickly connect to the Wi-Fi and see what was going on. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited I, for the Snyder Cut, though, too. The, oh, that's going to be so cool. Like, what a cool idea. Hey, how many people, like, how many other directors have had their movie come out that was, like, janky or not what they wanted? Right. And now here's an opportunity to, hey, we'll give you a redo. Go ahead. You can redo it. Like, how cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Tenet would be my pick, too. Um, I'm definitely... It sucks because it is coming out, but, like, I'm not risking it Every, to, to go well, to see it in theater. Well, theaters aren't even open. What I, I think, keep doing is... Aren't some of them are. open? I think some of them some are. Some of them might be, but I don't know of any that are, like, near near here, anyway. Oh. I thought they, I thought I know, they were like, reopened. I think they are in other states. I think New York is still holding holding it on it. Oh. To the best of my knowledge. But what I'm what I'm hoping for is I keep checking the, the drive in to see if they're gonna show tenant. Oh that would be like, hell yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go rock that. Ooh, that would actually be it's really fun. fun. That'd yeah. be something cool. I had a an email the other day from um uh from Alamo and they were like, Oh, you can do these like renting parties where you can rent out the theater and you can invite all your buddies, and they'll, like, cater it and stuff. I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. But the, <laughs> it started at 150 a person. $150 a person? Yeah. To but, be and, in the theater? Uh-huh. And you could only... Oh, you could pick movies, I think, that were already out. So, like... I, yeah, I couldn't be like, hey, let me grab, you know, 10 of my friends. We're all going to go see Tenet. 10, 10, Tenet. Um, and it's 10 grand each. But I think... <laughs> You could go see like, I don't know, Back to the Future or whatever other goofy movie you want. To go see Taxi Driver for 150 bucks. I would not pay that much to go see Taxi Driver. <laughs> no, no. All right. No. Um. Yeah. So, what's the show about? What are we doing? What's the show about? Oh, okay. So, the show we we came up with uh, a show. Like I said on the top that. We're the only show on the internet that talks about streaming services. So only show. Yep. No yep. other show does that. Yep. And to, to keep it fair, each week we switch it up and go to a different streaming service to watch whatever the heck we're watching that week, um, which we don't know until the end of the show when we randomly randomly have the internet choose what movie we're watching for us. That um, that might be like the best idea gimmick like we've ever had is let's hit a random movie name generator let's spin the the roulette wheel and then it's like yeah. it's fair for everybody because it's not like oh we're only watching movies that i want to watch or only movies that you want to watch like right it's just random how cool mm-hmm. yeah it is a really cool idea hell yeah. yeah so so if you couldn't tell by our our um uh vehicles we're riding in today we are <laughs> here we go <laughs> we are uh, talking about uh, the Martin Scorsese 19, 1976 film uh, Taxi Driver. It stars. Okay, let me get my notes out now so I can so I can read all this stuff off. So it can be accurate. It, yeah. Yeah. So it, um, like I said, directed by Martin Scorsese. It um, 
The cast includes Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, Sybil Shepard, Harvey Keitel, Peter Boyle, and then I didn't write down the other dude's name, but other <laughs> and <laughs> but another the, guy, <laughs> the other guy. Um, the the music was by Bernard Herman, who like bef- like I saw that this was a uh, posthumous Oscar he was nominated for, mm-hmm. and I went back and was looking because I thought like oh he probably he. I assume he probably died young because this is an early Scorsese movie. Probably didn't have anybody that big on it. But he did, like, the music for, like, Psycho and oh, the Birds shit. and um, Citizen Kane and, like, a bunch of other, like, old movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap. That's so sick. He, did, he didn't win anything for those movies? I don't know if he won anything for those movies. I think he did win some Oscars. Mm-hmm. But for, for Taxi Driver, he was nominated but didn't win. Um, which I will skip to the Oscar nominees for this um, this movie, which include Best Actor, uh, Best Supporting Actress, Best Music, um, and then Best Picture were the noms uh, for that year. Didn't win anything. Um, <laughs> really? Nope. Who, <laughs> just uh, like just like the Irishman. <laughs> oh my God, that's some that's messed up. Wait, so it was seventy? What'd you say? Seventy six? Seventy eight? Yep. 76. Uh, so who won? Did, we, um, did you that look that up? That is a great question. No. Oh. Um, 1976. <laughs> 76. Hey, cool notes. Do you have any other notes on uh, stuff that you don't know about? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, fuck? okay. So the winner that year for Best Picture was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so that was the case for that. Um, let's see who won... Oh, no, wait, hang on. I'm looking at the wrong year. <laughs> um, this should be right. Um, view more. No, I don't want highlights. I just want the list. Give me the highlights. Okay. Okay. So, the actor, the actor in a leading role that won it was um, Peter Finch for Network. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, there was another dude from Network nominated. And then also Sylvester Stallone for Rocky was nominated for Best Picture. Or okay. not Best Picture, uh, Best uh, Actor. That Best makes Fred. sense. Yeah, it was Jodie Foster who was nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. For, um, and she was 12, too. That's crazy. Um, our direction... No, I had, no. I didn't even realize that that was Jodie Foster. I know. Like, I this is probably my second second or third time watching this movie. Mm-hmm. The the first time I watched it, I remember not even liking it and just being like, "This is I don't get it. This is dumb." <laughs> uh, Honestly, I'm still at that kind of point. Like, I get it, but like, I'm not like huge on the movie. Yeah, watching it now, it just feels like impossible. Like, there's no way that that world could exist well yeah like it's so oh it's so dated but it, i mean some of it's cool like that but other parts of it's like ooh. also i didn't realize that was uh harvey my dude Keitel. yeah my dude harvey i didn't realize it was him i know i this time i i realized like i was doing research for it and i saw it was him and like then i couldn't unsee that it was him uh-huh it, even <laughs> with like, the oh, long god. hair he looks oh my god he looks so cool he's he's probably my favorite part of the movie <laughs> yeah right. so um 
And Jerry Goldsmith won the uh, original score Oscar for The Omen. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, another good one. Yeah, so I think that's... Oh, who won Best Picture? Rocky won Best Picture that year. It beat out all the pre- President's Men, Bound for Glory, Network, and Taxi Driver. I, I can see that. Yeah. There, okay, isn't, so, a, uh, there isn't a Travis uh, statue in New York City. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Could you fucking oh God, imagine? That would be awful. <laughs> it's just, just the... him looking in the mirror like, You're talking to me? <laughs> it's just, it, no, it's, not, it's him looking at himself like like two statues. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a mirror in between them. <laughs> Oh my, did he say Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so the film was released February 8th, 1976, with a budget of $1.9 million. Holy it shit. It ended up grossing, yep, it ended up grossing $28.4 million, um, being the 17th highest grossing film of uh, 1976. It won the Palme d'Or um, in 1976, uh, the same. It's the same award that Parasite just won this past year from the Ooh, okay. Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, okay. Gotcha. And then, Nori said that, and then, so, so, do, do you know any of the backstory for De Niro, like, practice, or, like, preparing for this role? Um, anything like that? Yeah, didn't he uh, lock himself in a room, and then he uh, sent a bunch of dead rats to his co-stars? Uh, I don't that, know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's what Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, same character. Yeah. No, I have no idea what he did. Um, so what he did was uh, fifteen. He spent fifteen hour uh, days driving cabs for a month in New York City. Oh my! To prepare the role. God. Yeah. Um, and then he also studied mental illness and recorded um audio in an army base, uh, to learn like the mid uh west sort of accent. Oh. So like kind of give him the specific dialect he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like the big the big uh, big notes and big sort of uh, of what he did, the points and everything like that. Like all our fun facts for the so moment. I went to New York City when I was mm, like nine, um, so it was like a long ass time ago. But just being there, there's so many fucking people like. I couldn't imagine driving a taxi for 15 hours. Oh my god! Like for that a would month. Be so bad. I could. I'm, so bad. Maybe do it one time, like, and then by the end of it, all my hair would be gray, and I would be like, it would look like I smoked a thousand cigarettes. Like, <laughs> no fucking way. That's I couldn't insane. even just imagine driving in New York City. Period. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. There's like, I... no fuck that, fuck that. No, <laughs> no I'm not doing nope. it. <laughs> no. No way. Right, so you want to get into... Do you want to do, like, a... How, like, deep in the plot do you want to, like, recap? Because assuming that, like... Okay, maybe not this one, but the next one, everyone will have watched the movie. So you yeah. don't have to, like, you know, break it down. We all literally just watched it. Right, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, This one I put the teaser up, like, a week ago on YouTube. So mm-hmm. hopefully people would have seen it before we actually start talking about it. Before we actually get, like... Too, too too into the weeds about the movie. Uh-huh. 
but yeah. So I guess we'll start with, before we go into plot, what did you think of Taxi Driver? Because you said it was your second or third time seeing the movie. Um, like, I saw, like I said earlier, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Um, this time, I liked it a little bit more. Uh, I don't like... Like, I like De Niro. I don't like Travis as, like, a, a character. Right, uh, yeah. Like, he's just... I don't know. I guess you can you can kind of see, like... He, like, where Rorschach comes from in The Watchmen. Like, it's definitely right, him. Yeah. Like, it's just a play on him. Same thing with, like, the Joker. It seems like they're all kind of... He might be the first one, and they all kind of, like, came branch afterward. off. Yeah, came afterward. Yeah. Um, but watching again, I liked... I liked Harvey Keitel, even though he's, like, a bad dude. Like, he's not the good guy by any means. Right. Um, but I yeah. just like seeing him and being like, oh, the, I know who he is. Like, he's a good actor. Right. Um, I liked how how dated it felt. Like, when he goes into that, mm-hmm. like, that porno theater, like, you could never do that. That doesn't exist anymore. No. And he he well, buys all that, like, food at the... Uh, after hitting on the one, the yeah, one lady. yeah. After being super annoying to that woman who's working, and she's clearly What's not having What's it. Yeah, and he's just harassing her. But he buys like <laughs> he buys like a shit ton of snacks, a drink, and popcorn. It's like three bucks. Like what? And he's at yeah. the dirty movie theater too. So it's not even like, hey, we're the only dirty theater in town. We're gonna jack these prices up. No, we're gonna cut you a deal. <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, you if you look at like like the backgrounds on the taxi cabs driving around you see all these these theaters in it oh like, yeah when he's yeah. driving on that one strip yeah there's a lot of like a lot of those theaters yeah which um, is kind of like what it was modeled after it was like kind of that underbelly underworld sort of sort of feel <laughs> it's just so gross uh so i do <laughs> i do like the i do like the like the age of it like that 70s vibe and stuff i think mm-hmm. that's cool um but other than that, like, I didn't really care for it. It's not something that I'm like, I'm about to go to bed. I need to put on something or, like, you know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> I have a nice afternoon. I'm going to relax and watch Taxi Driver. Like, it's something, no. that, it's, it's something that you have to search for and, like, be in the mood to watch. Right, exactly. Yeah, it took me, like, four sittings to finish the movie or something like that. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I, I, like, because I watched part of it while I was traveling, and then, mm-hmm. like, I watched the other, like, half of it, like, in multiple parts, like, leading up to, like, our actual, like, talking about the film. And I, I agree. I This movie's considered by a lot of people a classic, and I I don't really see it <laughs> that much. Yeah, like, yeah. what's what's classic about it other than, like, just because it's so old? You know what I mean? Like Right. I think it's because it's Scorsese. Uh, that's that part sense. of the thing yeah. and I think it's part of the movie is kind of like this this darker turning point in like American cinema and whatnot compared to like a couple things that came before it Okay. and I think especially like follow, following Vietnam and whatnot and that kind of like disillusionment with like the establishment and what goes on and stuff like that is kind of part of it mm-hmm. um, and kind of like the reaction to it and whatnot but yeah I don't I don't really get the mo- like get why people are so infatuated with it. Yeah, it is just about like you said. You you don't like the main character like 
You don't. Like what's his and what what's his deal? Like, <laughs> okay, so clearly he's there's like some mental issues going on. Um, right. Like he's, he's maybe I miss. Yeah, maybe I missed something where he's like obsessed with that girl who doesn't want to talk to him, the one that works at the Betsy. Yeah. So he's obsessed with her. She wants nothing to do with him. And then he just kind of like gives it up like at the end when he finally gets an opportunity to like talk to her for like, I don't know, another chance or she wants to talk to him sort of thing. Right. And then he's just well, like, oh, see you later. Well, the whole the whole ending thing. Like, have you read into anything about the ending and what pe- different people say about it? Oh no, not at so all. So there's the, so there's two camps on the ending. There's the one camp that that like it really happens and that stuff and it just takes place like normally. And then there's the other camp that it's his dying like dream that happens. Oh. Which I think is, which I like wrote like a like a page about like in my notes like mm-hmm. why or explaining like how it how it breaks down into like being a dream even though scorsese said that's not the case but i think he's the way the movie plays at the very end in the way it's shot compared to the rest of the film it, it's it that's the only way it could be construed as in my opinion at least okay because that's like now afterwards you're gonna be like i have to go watch the ending i, now. I actually kind of like that idea yeah like he gets shot and then he doesn't because he gets shot in the fucking neck like, right yeah that's why the first time i was shocked that like yeah so he gets shot in the neck and like even though it's not like through his neck or anything but he's like it's holding like the it. side of it and he's like gushing yeah, and everything yeah he's like bleeding that. everywhere and he gets shot a, a couple other times he gets like shot in the right. arm and i think in the back right. so that's actually i kind of like that idea better that he's dying or that he is dead and that's like his right because what like what happens is is like like the police come in and the camera goes up and you get that like sky view of it Uh almost like he's left his he's left his body and then the camera rises and leaves it and then they cut to the other scene where now he's he's a hero and he's considered a hero where with both vietnam and trying to like save or like do the right thing before he he didn't he didn't get Mm. that and then with the and then if you compare him with the the cab drivers at the end of the movie to earlier in the movie where they're all together versus him like kind of separate from them mm. in the, when they're in the diner like that's him finally fitting in there and then he finally gets Betsy which until she gets out of the cab you only see in the rearview reflection you never like it doesn't show her straight on in the back seat like showing that she's behind him and Travis like he begins like smiling and like getting happier and stuff like that like having this almost like feeling like he's um gotten why can't i think of the word like he's gotten his kind of um that he's finally like achieved what he wanted and okay and batsy getting out of the cab is travis leaving behind like his worldly desires and stuff like that and then like that brief brief like noise like the "Eh," and then it Mm -hmm. it shows his face and cuts away is him like going into the great beyond or whatever the heck you want to call it Okay, that's actually really cool. Like, that's actually sick. I love stuff like that. Breaking it down that way, that's the only, like, redeeming thing that, like, I see with this movie is that Mm -hmm. ending. With with it being, like, the way it's it's done from a filmmaking standpoint is really cool. But, like, the actual story and stuff like that, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of. 
which like everybody talks about taxi driver and stuff like that and even comparing it to uh the joker which came out recently yeah like they're like oh it's just a ripoff blah 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 but i think the joker is a superior film to taxi driver but that's just my my opinion i don't know what you what you think about that uh they do kind of feel the same and i could definitely see like the inspirations of like how it's drawn from taxi driver right um but i definitely like that idea a lot more like the ending mm-hmm. you know having that kind of idea like he's he did diary is dying and these are all his things right oh right, yeah so I th- do you want to do like a like plot from like the beginning or do you want to just like um kind of i mean we can go from here whatever we can kind of go from wherever because like, right, i think we're both in a what let's uh <laughs> yeah sorry um let's just like go over some of the things that we did like this way we don't have to like you know recap the whole damn thing because it's kind of what is it it's long it's two hours just under two hours oh it felt like forever (laughs) it felt way longer than that holy shit yes it does it feels like a long time yeah like what are your uh what are your highlights like like i kind of went over the ending i think is a big (laughs) highlight in the way it's the way it's shot compared to the rest of the movie and stuff like that, the way it differences itself mm-hmm. in kind of seeing into Travis's, like, hopes and desires and, like, what he's leaving behind because he has, like, done what he wanted and stuff like that, I think is cool. I think it's... I think there is, like, sort of a consistency in his character to want kind of this almost normalistic, like, old-style family that he can't he can't ever find um, with... Because he tries to get that with Betsy, with the like raising her up and putting her on a pedestal as like uh-huh. this angel and stuff like that, and that he'd do anything for her and yada yada yada. And then there's the the other angle where um, with Iris, where he's like, I have to. Um, you should be with your family, like in the whole diner scene. Oh like, yeah, you yeah. You should go home. You should. This is no way for you to live, and that sort of thing. So he does have. There are like glimpses of this, almost this person that wants like the like because my my big reading of the movie because i read a little bit on it and then like watching it a second time i kind of picked up on more things where it's really what it is is her at least to me it feels like a reflection on vietnam and what it did to the actual like american society and how people are still trying to hold on to that kind of more that throw not throwback but that older kind of sensibilities Mm mm-hmm and how that with um, Travis wants that with both Iris and Betsy, um, but both of those scenarios end badly. Well, depending on how you take the the um, the ending, both those scenarios end badly, um, showing kind of like the futility of trying to go back and save the past and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which like that that's sort of interesting. But I also read readings where it's, the film's just about loneliness, which I think that's obvious but it doesn't it doesn't bring anything more to the film than just yeah like it doesn't it doesn't go any deeper than he's just a lonely ass dude yeah which i kind of like that too because not everything has to be like um super deep yeah not everything has to be you know this big deep reflection of american society like i could definitely see that too um Mm -hmm. but like it yeah, I kind of like that it's more just, oh, he's just a messed up dude. Or not messed up, but, like, maybe he has some sort of, you know, mental illness that, at the time, like, mm-hmm. would have easily just gone, you know, shoved underneath the rug. They would have never explored uh, 
that sort of like you know mental state or whatever i don't i didn't understand i don't know if i missed something if i fell asleep or like what happened but i don't understand the scene where he shows up to shoot that politician like what was he gonna do like he was gonna shoot him and then what was he trying to prove it's never really explained in the movie what he's why like what his intentions are yeah like what like i said when i like looked into the movie more and stuff like that because i halfway through the movie i'm like i'm super confused at like why everybody loves this and what's going on and what's go like what all this stuff is and like apparently like there's supposed to be parallels between what happens at the end and with um sport and with the politician where he's trying to free these women from his his view of these oppressors okay but it doesn't it never comes across in the movie that that's what's happening it's just he loves palatine loves palatine loves palatine yeah now wants to kill palatine yeah or like get completely armed to the teeth and like all that sort of stuff it's it it is a major jump it doesn't yeah i'm i'm with you where it's like where does this come from what's I, going on yeah i don't know if i was like because I, okay, so my idea was he was going to, <laughs> he was going to go in there and he was going to kill uh, the politician to, like, win the uh, Betsy back. Yeah, that's what it, like, almost seems like. Yeah. But it doesn't ever say it. So, so I was like, okay, is that what his plan is? He's going to go and he's going to kill this guy. And then it shows him he goes back to his room and he's, like, all stressed out. And then is it the next scene where he goes to go, uh, like, save Iris? And he, like, goes and shoots everybody there? So it was, like, right, immediately there's... after? He, he like, so he goes home, he's like, happened... Ooh, and he changes his plan? Well, like, there's the first time he goes to the place with the where he talks to the guards. Or not the guards, the Secret Service guys. Yep. And then he goes, but I think he goes home and then gets stressed out. And then, like, shaves his head and whatnot. And then directly after not trying to kill the guys, he goes and he um, kills the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, he kills Sport, everybody else. Because he, um, he talks to Sport, and Sport's like, do I know you? And he's <laughs> yeah. just like, bang. <laughs> he just shoots his ass, yeah. <laughs> I, so I was I was confused on that. Uh, right. This I, I generally think the movie doesn't really have any sort of redeeming characters at all, other than, like, maybe Iris. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, the movie is very cold and very kind of, uh, like, lonely and desperate mm-hmm. and it's sort of, like, darkness. Well, yeah. yeah, when he's talking to her, she doesn't want to be out of it. Like, she's, like, cool and okay with everything that's going on. Like, the first time that they're talking. Right. Or is it when they're at the diner and she, he's like, yeah, you need to go home, you need to be their family or whatever, and she's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, right, it's, right. So she seems okay with it. So it's not like, I don't know. <laughs> like, he just right, goes there yeah. to do it because he wants to or, yeah. So yeah, I, it's I like, well, everything's driven by what Travis wants, not what mm-hmm. anybody else wants. And even it, in the ending, explores, like, what happens when he gets it. What he get when he gets what he wants? Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's gonna talk to him, and that's what he wanted before. And she, because he says like, "Why won't you talk to me? Why won't you talk to me?" And then at the end, he she's gonna talk to him, and he's like, "So long," and drives off. Yep. 
Like, I... This movie, like, the cinematography and stuff like that's cool, but other than that, like, the story and the characters are kind of almost secondary to, like, what mm -hmm. they're showing. Even though, like, people are, like, people love this movie for, like, I'm still perplexed. Like, I saw this one thing where Travis Bickle was, like, on, like, high up on a list of, like, best villains or whatever, and I'm, like, he's not, he's just, like, he's not even really a villain well he is a villain but he's not like he doesn't have like motivation to or he does but he doesn't have motivation to be a villain that's not it's never really explored yeah yeah well so when i was watching it too i was like who is like the bad guy in the movie like that seems you know every movie's got a bad guy or whatever right yeah so i i would say that he is the villain but but he's the protagonist yeah. there isn't there's no real antagonist unless you count what he views as like the underworld and the scum that he thinks that the storms should wash away and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. So the, the beginning, like him writing in the journal and talking about, you know, the scum and like shit like that. It's like, this is Watchmen. Like this is 100% the beginning of Watchmen. Right. Yeah. So it, I like, yeah. I guess I never really Dude. noticed that, like uh, that connection before when I watched Watchmen. And everybody right. like, oh, hey, this is, you know, homage to Taxi Driver or whatever. It's, yeah, I think with Taxi Driver, I think one of the reasons it's so highly regarded is because of all the things that it inspires. Mm -hmm. Like like with Joker or Watchmen or any any number of different things that you can think of. But I, I just, I don't, as a work, standing on its own and viewing it as a work of fiction, I think it's not as good as everybody everybody tends to think it is mm. other than people that love to just analyze the ending and try to like like people that like analyzing film and stuff like that and yeah. trying to break it down yeah I, so it, it could also come back to like how we're viewing it you know it's shit almost 50 years old right that's true yeah so it's it's a totally yeah, different it's like time five years old yeah, yeah. It's, it's a completely different time it's a you know, everyone's head's in a different space now. I bet when it came out, it was probably like, holy shit, like, this is real stuff that could happen. Like, how many taxi drivers right. are, are there in, in New York City? And how many of them are potentially deranged? You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah, that's true. So I, I could see that for sure. Um, yeah. If they remade it today and it's a bunch of Uber drivers, you know, <laughs> and they yeah, all, and they all have, like, 15 guns, you wouldn't even, like, blink your eye at it. You'd be like, all right, what else is new? You know, like, mm, right. <laughs> so I could totally yeah, see that. That's, that's a that's such a good point too that the film is older and we're viewing it in 2020 context. Yeah, and yeah, a completely different light than it was when it came out. Yeah, especially we weren't there when the movie came out and the kind of environment and everything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, we're like imagine, it. like if you if you're, you know, you're a hip 20 year old or something, you're going to the the theater in 1970s and like taxi drivers playing like that would be fucking crazy that would be like i don't know how to even draw yeah, parallel it to like that fully, it's yeah i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean so that's probably like, where a lot of hype yeah. comes from yeah that's true it's it's kind of that yeah that's that's a that's a fair point that i hadn't ever really considered is it's it's pure or during like the time period it, is why it kind mm -hmm. of is considered that that way that's an interesting way to view it too yeah that's i think my favorite 
my favorite bits in the movie are definitely like first meeting Harvey Keitel and him just being like, you're a funny guy. And like, I don't know why I like that so much. Um, his long hair and like his pants are so high up. They're very <laughs> like <laughs> that, that whole look is great. Uh, he's got that long hair. He's got like one long pinky nail. Mm-hmm, yeah, so it's like he's just a straight pimp and like i mean he's not a good dude by any means but like i don't know his character is kind of cool um i really like that i like that the movie theater thing of him going in that dirty movie theater I, I, something about it was just like wow that was like him asking for what he had for a coke or something and he's like we have a royal crown like fuck that sucks that's a horrible feeling <laughs> but him only paying three True. bucks for all that stuff is like man i would give anything yeah, even right even before like... yeah well, even before like the covid stuff like i was going to the movie theaters a lot uh and each time i was like i'm gonna pay full price for this stuff i'm not gonna sneak a you know a snack in fuck that i'm a <laughs> mm. <laughs> i work full time i can pay full prices um <laughs> but man i'd give anything to buy a a drink and a fucking a bunch of snacks for three bucks. I know, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like the, like even if you go back even farther into the prices and stuff like that, where you can pay like a nickel and get a coke or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Do they talk about the prices of uh, the food when they're in that diner? No, I don't. No, they're talking about like the the ca- other cabbie like getting attacked. I I think that's where I. That's another part where <laughs> I that's another part where I might have dozed off, because I remember him in there, and I remember that dude calling him shooter or killer or something, with the he had like the little glasses on, as he's mm-hmm. walking out, uh, and he's like super sweaty. You can tell he's just stressed about something, like right. Uh, I think I could have swore they were talking about food. Maybe I was just thinking about food. No, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> My cab! Who's gonna drive my cab? You've been replaced by a self-driving car. <laughs> my cab! <laughs> no! Oh my god. Oh no, I think my camera died. Hang on. How? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> my cab. You just see me dissolve out. That's. Oh, it won't turn back on. What the fuck? Uh-oh. I might be in trouble. Well, before we started, I can't even get in or get out of my cab, so, you know. <laughs> There's that. Technical difficulties. How am I putting it? Yep. <laughs> that's so funny. Holy shit, that's oh, hilarious. I don't even... I don't even know. It shouldn't be hot, either, is it? It's kind of warm. Maybe the dead pixel ate all your other pixels. Oh my god. It was a zombie pixel. I'll scream. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so first we're going to go to... We're going to share this. And... If our audience and possibly Ricky can see this. I can still see it, yeah. We are showing the... Now available, 
2020 films ranking and because we've only seen taxi driver that is at the top of our list for 2020 films i would like films we... <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I would like to put taxi driver as the number one uh film of 2020 that we watched in 2020 okay for the show i uh, the motion carries okay okay <laughs> And then, let's see. Do you see the next one? Uh, nope. I just see now available 2020 films. Okay, hang on one second. <laughs> I gotta figure that out then. Uh, I gotta stop sharing, then I'll share again. Yeah. Stop sharing. Share screen. Next, we have. We have now available Netflix films. So every film we've watched that was on netflix when we watched it this is the next ranking oh okay so the, I like this. the second one is by service so when we watch a movie from a different service we'll rank each of the services on their own and so the first one is netflix so where do you think taxi driver should go for that one um i think taxi driver should be number one on the now available netflix films um, because it was on Netflix and we watched it. We second that argument. All right, perfect. That makes sense to me. Perfect, perfect. Okay, and now for our last, our last ranking. Mm-hmm. The last ranking, if I can pull it up. Let's see. And so our final way of ranking films is that we shall be ranking films this is his all-time every single every single one that we ever watch in this podcast will go into this ranking so this it will be however many episodes we do that's how many films will be on this list oh okay yeah so it's gonna be a nice nice big list so we've got that and would you like to nominate taxi driver for position on that list so this would be like the overall, your leaderboard. Overall, yeah, it's okay. the leaderboard. Now available leaderboard. <laughs> so on the now available leaderboard, I think Taxi Driver should be number one. Okay. Uh, it's a wow. it's a timeless picture. Uh, Harvey Keitel is in it. Uh, you get that famous line. He says, "You talking to me?" And uh, how do we not cover that? <laughs> I okay. We just. I knew that line long, long before I knew this movie. I used to say, are you talking to me, like, all the time. I had no idea why I would say it. Oh, I think that's the case for most people, because I did the same thing. Oh, okay, perfect. Maybe we're all taxi drivers. That's true. (laughs) We're all taxi drivers. That is true. I love that I'm gone. I think that's the (laughs) That's the fucking funny. I'm on my lunch break right now. So I'm currently not in my uh, in my Uber. You're you're leaning up against the hood of your Uber, eating a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a Coca Cola right now. No, we only have RC. When I um, uh, when I worked at this uh, this Greek restaurant, we had RC, and I always mean like, what a bizarre choice! Like, you you can have Coke or Pepsi. I will have RC. Like. <laughs> It was bizarre to me. I don't know. If you like RC Cola, shout out to you. 
It's probably like a money thing where they want to save money. Oh, yeah, or maybe it's more expensive and they're like, we're going to splurge and get the good stuff. <laughs> but no, nobody likes Pepsi <laughs> but, Cola, though. But nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got. We did the ranks. Yep. Uh, um, where can people find one Adam? That's you. Um. Oh, uh, so they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Howard, AK88, or at Starroom Studios. Hell yeah. And uh, you can find me when I'm not in my Uber. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, um, at Ritz Khalifa. Uh, you know, I'd be tweeting a lot. <laughs> and that's... Uh... Alright, so now we got one last segment, and that's to... Hit the randomizer on our uh, virtual movie book club. This, of course, is going to be Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see what we've got. Here we go. Come on, give me something good. Into the deep. Okay, so an underwater explanation. Do we want to try again? Spinning oh, so yeah. Four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's do it three times, and then of the three, we can pick the best one. Because like thirty-four okay. minutes. Come on. The quake. Okay. A, ge- a geologist race races against time to save his estranged wife and two children when a devastating earthquake strikes Oslo, Norway. All right. So, so the I first think one... that's that's like the so first, the first movie. The... This is the first movie. Okay. Okay. The quake. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian with Jason Momoa. Hell yeah! All right, hang on, hang on. I'm writing these down. Okay. <laughs> uh, Conan. 2011. Alright, last spin. Damn. It's a devoted friend and caretaker, particularly to her drug-addicted <laughs> son. But as those... But as those around her begin to drift, something, something, something. Okay, and Diane. Alright, so... My vote... is for Conan the Barbarian. 2011. I would like to second that vote. All right, Conan hell yeah. In 2011 will be the next next film we cover in Now Available. I just need to write that down so I don't forget it. Yeah, so you, so make sure you watch the correct Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, watch the watch the one on Hulu. This is available on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, this is the whole point of the watch show. It. Yeah, that's the whole point of the show is. So you don't have to go out and rent movies. You can just watch them as we watch them in whatever catalog of streaming services you may have. True. All right. Well, so I, I think that's uh, that's about it. That wraps it all up. Uh, yes, indeed. That would be all for our show today. <laughs> that would be all for our show. All right. Well, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you next week. See you next week. On now available. Bye bye. If you ever wanted to make a podcast but run into a roadblock when trying to get it out into the world, now you don't have to worry about that with Anchor. Anchor is a completely free service that can get your podcast on platforms from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Now there are even creation tools that allow you to make your podcast all in one place right on Anchor's website. They give you the opportunity to make money through Anchor no matter the size of your listenership. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today and put your podcast out into the world. Now available.